Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 podcast. With Matt and Tommy. Welcome along to the final day of testing. It is done. It is dusted. We've got no more of this practice malarkey until we actually get into free practice. You know, but like the pre-practice, the testing as it's called, Matt. I don't know why I'm calling it that. But uh, Tom Bellingham, the co-founder, you're here to digest it with me. This really, quite possibly the most chaotic 24 hours of testing I've ever seen in my life. Hashtag sarcasm. I'd argue three Three days of testing sarcasm. And that's what I meant, like 24 hours of running. Oh, 24 sense. hours of running. I thought you just meant yeah, the, yeah, yeah. today uh, in general. I mean. No, um, I get it. Um, yeah, it's not not been the greatest test in terms of action, uh, but that's what, I mean, that's standard. The, the kind of circuit doesn't lend itself too much to uh, gravel traps and things like that. So, um, yeah, not, not many stoppages and stuff, but still got things to talk about. Now, before we dive into the uh, the rough and smooth of it, is that what it's called? Is that what's it? What's the what's the phrase? Oh, don't ask me about phrases. Okay, no idea. Sounded right. Anyway, uh, we're going to do a five star review readout, which is going to be part of our uh, podcast moving on. When Tommy doesn't forget to put it in the podcast sheet, uh, where we read out one of your amazing reviews of this p1 podcast uh, so please do give us a, a five-star review if you're enjoying it and uh, let us know why uh, so this one comes in from jorge christiansen or would you reckon it's that yeah from norway yeah, yeah. sure that sounds norwegian to me the guys are back and better than ever with more energy and inspiration if you want to follow the epic season we have ahead with the best podcast guys don't look for anything else just p1 all season long oh i oh, knew you'd gets- love that one that gets me tingling. I love it. And also, shout out to the person that said that listening to the P1 intro and us doing the podcast is like putting on your favorite pair of jogging bottoms. That also warmed my heart a lot. And I'm glad because that was like a really nice, relatable thing to think about. Anyway, let's talk about Formula One, shall we, Tommy? Because that's what people have tuned in for. The first and th- well, the first thing I want to talk about. <laughs> Do you want to talk say about want it? to? No. <laughs> the first thing that we have to talk about is Red Bull looking incredibly ominous. They just had a beautiful test throughout the entire three days realistically Perez set the fastest time of the entire test as well on the c4 tires not even the c5s which should have given them a bit more time even still uh, and was just over three tenths clear uh, of hamilton that was on the c5 tire so realistically of course verstappen didn't run today people were asking where's verstappen why didn't he go out perez did the whole day today which is a bit odd i guess for the final day but that's the way in which red bull worked their run plans and yeah they look really good if you're a red bull fan you are you're sticking your bets on right now yeah they took it personally when you were on the ferrari hype train and then like oh but maybe mercedes and red bull like watch this um yeah i know it's only testing but oh it's uh ominous i think is the perfect word it's a it's a word that i feel like has described mercedes for the last 
few years and now it's becoming the word for for Red Bull because um they seem very fast, not had many issues, and uh yeah, they're looking very good indeed. But Max Verstappen banter aside, I don't want it. I want it to be close. I want Ooh. I don't want it. Oh, he says with a Max cape in the background, a Max Verstappen onesie signed by the man himself. Oh, I don't want a 23 race whitewash. No. Yes, you do. 22-1 maybe, but not 23-0. Oh, come on. You had, what did you have, 16 last year? Oh, God, don't put me on the I spot. I think it was 16. Something I'm sorry, that, yeah. Tommy. You're supposed to be the F1 encyclopedia. What's going on? Uh, it's just um, too many wins to count, I'm afraid. You don't know phrases. <laughs> you don't know Max's statistics. Uh, but yes, they do look very, very good. And I, I don't know if I can officially say that the Ferrari hype trend's derailed because I don't feel like it ever left the station. Like, we haven't even got to the first round of the season and my, my heart's already starting to crumble. Like, they went, like, Ferrari were 1 2 at one point during the day. And I was like, hello settle yourselves in i think it was a 31-0 for signs which actually ended up being his fastest lap of the entire day and i was like mm, yeah leclerc a 31-0 as well great and then it all kind of just didn't I mean, again it's testing you can't take too much from it but it does look like rebel have time in hand when we were when we did the last two hours of our stream it was a ferrari one two and then you went on stream and the the hype train derailed there's a theme occurring with F1 and, and you. As soon as I go live or say anything about Ferrari, it all starts to crumble. Okay, <laughs> moving on now. Uh, the surprise of the day. Let's talk about some positivity that isn't Red Bull. And it is Valtteri Bottas. Nice little P3 from him in the Alfa Romeo. Of course, he was on the C5 tyres, which was the same tyre as, as Hamilton. Um, and yeah, a very nice lap from, from Valtteri. Of course, if you remember, this time last year... He came out the blocks firing and was beating the Mercedes in qualifying and, and racking up a huge amount of points at the start of the season. Of course, Alfa Romeo then went on to have a terrible streak of luck, either the car breaking down or just generally the performance not being there. But Bottas looked very nice on, on the final day. And, and you start to wonder, could there be the likes of Bottas and Alonso putting themselves quite high up up the grid when we when we go to qualifying next week? Oh, yeah. Uh, for the first round of the season. Yeah, Zhe Guanyu is P1 yesterday as well. So they are, yeah, they, they don't look too bad. It is only testing, like we say, but uh, it's a positive start for Alfa Romeo because they realistically need to be moving on up uh, the the pecking order, particularly when Audi come in. That They'll be putting the kind of foundations in for when Audi come in and take over that team in 2026. And they won't want to take over the kind of team that they have been for the last few years where they're kind of sat at the lower end of the midfield scraping for points every now and then. So if Alfa Romeo can end up uh, near the sharp end, well, the more people at the sharp end, the better, because we don't want that massive gap uh, between the midfield and the uh, top three. Realistically, though, the sharp end is still, yeah, I think, going to be incredibly sharp. And definitely. Uh, teams will do very well to get anywhere close. It seems as though Aston Martin might be the, the team that could get the closest. They didn't exactly have a glory run as such today. They finished ninth and 10th uh, with Alonso and Dragovic. Dragovic on the C5s, Alonso uh, on the C4s. But realistically, there's been hype throughout every single day that Alonso, in particular, should be able to get that Aston Martin somewhere near in between maybe the midfield and the top three that's that's the hope 
Um, and of course, there's a big question around who's going to be joining him as that second driver uh, for Bahrain. Will it be Stroll with his potential broken wrists? Will it be Drogovic? Will it be someone else? That there's, there's, you would imagine it would be Drogovic if there would be a uh, a swap, just purely because Drogovic has had time in the car and no one else has as a replacement. Uh, and they don't have Hulkenberg. Hulkenberg has a full time seat now. He can't he can't keep jumping in that Aston Martin. <laughs> or De Vries. Yeah, the two the two super subs actually have full time drives now. So uh, people going like Vettel, no, no chance, I'm afraid. Um, and yeah, it wouldn't, I mean, that would be insane if Vettel just came back, but he's been in that car, uh, Drogovic, so it makes sense for him to, uh, you know, to to do the first race if he's needed, and I'm pretty sure he's going to be needed from from how it how it seems. So if you're wondering on audio, you might be hearing uh, Frank wanting to get involved in the podcast as well. Um, I would tell him to shut the hell up, but he's not in the room with Tommy. That's usually what I do if Frank is in the room. But um, he, he just wanted to say that he thinks uh, Ferrari actually are going to win the World Drivers title. I was just translating for those that were that were listening on audio. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's move maybe towards the more disappointing end and some teams that may not be too happy. And it seems to be a running trend that we're going to talk about McLaren again. It just doesn't seem to be clicking for them. They had some wheelbrow issues, which there's been talk about them not being stable enough and that then in, in itself needing potentially more weight to the car, which is going to slow them down. And I say, I mean, I say disappointing, but then when Oscar Piastri was interviewed during the day today, he was going, yeah, we're kind of on target with where we kind of expected, which goes against everything Zach Brown said. Was it yesterday? where he was saying, we haven't hit any target and we're basically screwed. He didn't say that last part, but <laughs> the, the targets were getting missed. Um, so I wonder if Piastri was just trying to be quite generic. He was like, yeah, we'll be fighting in the midfield. It's like Fred, it's like Fred Fasseur when he was being quizzed by uh, Laura Winter, uh, the F1 reporter, and uh, she was you know, trying to get an idea of where Ferrari were. And, and Fred said, look, we're in the top 10. Uh, and and I like that from him, uh, and and the way in which he was going about it as well was quite fun. Yeah, the uh, I'm just looking at the kind of what McLaren did. Uh, they did the least laps out of anyone. In fact, the two people that did the least laps were Norris and Piastri. Uh, Norris with 37 laps, Piastri with 44. So their car doesn't look particularly fast, and it also doesn't look particularly reliable. So. Yeah, they've they've had a a shocker to say the least. That they have, so that's uh, not gone too well for McLaren, and I would be very surprised to see them beating the likes of Aston Martin, um, potentially even Haas if they come out strong again, like they usually do in seasons uh, gone by. We will we will have to wait and see. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Another team we need to talk about, Alpha Tauri. There's rumours of them being sold, Tommy. What do you know? What have you heard on the ground? On the ground, uh, yeah, there's there's all these rumours that uh, essentially they're not getting the best investment. And now I know that 
uh, Tomo, shout out to Tomo, he mentioned this. He actually did a prediction that he thought AlphaTauri would get sold because realistically, they are a clothing brand uh, and you know they've got a whole Formula One team to promote this clothing brand. Now Red Bull are at the sharp end of the grid, AlphaTauri at the back. And if they really want to promote their clothing brand surely they just stick some alpha tower logos on the red bull get get max and checo in the in the in the swag and uh they don't have to pay a fortune for to run a racing team and at the moment uh sorry to be savage but not a very successful racing team but i'm not the only one that that thinks that because there's a quote from uh so helmet marco said to am us uh, in german that's been translated that says because uh, they asked him about this, these rumors of AlphaTauri, and he said, uh, generally, we don't comment on rumors. That uh, We can't be satisfied, though, with what AlphaTauri achieved last year. So this is understandable. But it's a decision for the shareholders. So He doesn't mince his words, does he? No, you can always get a spicy quote. He is, he is a kind of F1 journalist dream. Uh, that I'm surprised that they don't just put a microphone in front of his face all the time because it always gets some ridiculous <laughs> spicy quote from him yeah we love it we love to, to get that true honesty uh, even if sometimes it might be quite brutal um let's move on very quickly now to uh picking one biggest winner from testing and then one biggest loser from testing uh i'm gonna start i think the biggest winner i was torn between two one being red bull but when i'm actually thinking about winner i'm thinking about progress so i'm gonna go with aston martin as my biggest winner uh, just purely because they seem to have taken a big step forward. Alonso seems hungry, seems like he likes the car, really wants to, you know, knuckle down and, you know, the focus is is really there and seems slightly reborn as well, potentially. I think maybe the, the, the fact that they've not got a secure number two driver at the moment is probably the only part that's that's pulling them back t- a tiny bit because, yeah, Aston Martin might come out the blocks firing and have a really good car, but... When you look at where Dragovic is probably going to be in comparison to Fernando Alonso, it's not gonna. It's gonna be night and day. Uh, so whether they'll be able to capitalise fully, I'm not convinced. But I still think with the state of their car, it certainly makes them the biggest winner from testing. Yeah, biggest winner from testing. Uh, like Red Bull, very much have won the test, if you like, uh, if you want to call it that. But All right, if mate, we're you don't talking start winning about... yet. You don't start winning yet. <laughs> Come no on, points. chill out. Well, we know what happened last year with Red Bull in Bahrain, to be fair. So uh, you never know. And um, this is this is the thing that uh, if you're looking at actually like the biggest improvement, uh, some wise person by the name Tom P. Juan Bellingham actually predicted that Aston Martin would finish fourth in the Constructors title and got absolutely roasted by Twitch chat. Um, but here we are now calling them the biggest winner from testing. So part of me wants to be smug, but I still have the biggest fear that they will be incredibly unreliable uh, because it's See, Fernando Alonso. That was a really risky strategy from you there, Tommy, because you've cashed in on your whole, <laughs> well, I said this and look what's happened when we haven't even had lights out. We haven't even had qualifying no. yet, but you've cashed in. So realistically, it's, you've now, you, the, the the burn will be double if you're now wrong. Yeah, very true. <laughs> but it is crazy that, that Aston Martin um, seemed to be realistically like one of the one of the talks of testing they spoke to. You mentioned yesterday, Jack, Jack Dewan mentioning it. They also spoke to Pietro Fittipaldi um, and he kept mentioning how great the Aston looked uh, as well 
Um, so from kind of paddock rumor and chat, it uh, looks like they could be at the front of the midfield. But then uh, I remember last year me talking about how rubbish Alpine would be because they were on fire for most of the test and didn't look very quick. And then they finished fourth in the constructors title and I looked like an idiot and had to wear their merchandise uh, and pay it out of my own money like a plonker. So you never know. Just covering myself off for the fall. <laughs> yeah, that's impre- that's impressive what you've just managed to do there. Um, so I was well literally like, I think so said confident every, and yeah. then just, nah, I'm probably not going to get this one. Uh, I'll I take the it. L now. <laughs> well done. Amazing. You were smug about five minutes ago and now you're taking the L. What a, what a strange uh, way that's just ended. Anyway, let's move on now to our biggest loser from testing. This one I think is quite clear for me anyway that I'm going with McLaren. Um so I've already kind of said why. I also want to put into the mix potentially Alpine in some ways, just purely because, and again, it's testing. Don't matter about times, but I don't think they really ever showed any kind of, like even glimpse that they'll be good. Now they might be good. So I'm covering that off now and they may have just had a completely different run plan, but it doesn't make sense in my head as a very novice Formula One knowledge person, um, why they wouldn't have at least one moment of, pace just to see what that car is capable of i know they can in the data figure out even with turned down engines where they can manage but it's just weird for me uh, that alpine just very anonymous over all three days of testing the most anonymous team by far really um yeah they've just not looked uh they're just it's just so hard to understand where they are in the, in the pecking order and i think that's what what's confused the rest of the grid but yeah biggest loser uh, it's got to be McLaren for their unreliability. Um, maybe I don't. I don't. Th- I wouldn't class them as biggest loser, but I think Mercedes have probably struggled a, a little bit more than expected. There's a lot of people. Um, you know, you, Mercedes are just that team that you feel like you can never count out. Even last year, we were saying it when Hamilton was getting lapped by Verstappen and Imola. And it's like they'll be back. They'll be back, and it just kept going on and on. And you're like, no, they will be back. And, they were eventually. Um, they were eventually. They got they got that win. So um, you you never know with Mercedes because, like we said on stream, uh, there was that year in 2021 where they had an awful test and then ended up winning the first race. So uh, Mercedes are one of those teams that you just never know quite how it's going to go. But they've not they've not really wowed uh, people. I think a lot of people thought that they would really take the fight to to Red Bull this year. And, Hopefully they do because we want that close title fight. But from the evidence of that first test, it does very much seem like uh, Red Bull have the edge on Mercedes. And everyone else. And everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) By quite some margin. Yeah. Okay. Well, that pretty much sums up our thoughts of day three of testing. As I say, not a huge amount of chaos, not a lot of big moments to talk about. Uh, what we are going to be doing, it's not the end of our content by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, we're going to be releasing a 20th to 1st prediction podcast early next week, which will be on all good audio platforms as well as on YouTube as well. If you want to visually soak in what we're saying and all of our washed opinions, I can't wait to go back to, the, to it at the end of the year and see how bad we got it. But uh, I'm really looking forward to recording that. But before we go, Tommy, what are your final thoughts? I've actually got some for a change. You've prepared? No, I've not prepared. I've just, I I thought about something else I wanted to say. And then then I thought this will be the time where you don't say final thoughts and I won't actually get to say it. Um, 
the hype of that mini race that we got at the end of the test session actually uh that got me absolutely buzzing for the season because testing wasn't that thrilling by the end of the like you say 24 hours of it with not a lot of excitement but when they lined up on the grid for a practice start and they they went for it a lot of drivers i mean i've never seen a bottas uh, it was actually it, a safety car restart, Tommy. It was sorry, safety car restart. Yeah, because Yuki Tsunoda was leading, and uh, Bottas, uh, yeah, sent it for the uh, first time in his entire career. By the by, what it seems like, and still so, didn't pull it off. And still so, didn't manage uh, to do it. <laughs> it was very, it was sketchy, really. Yeah, because they, it was basically like a green flag uh, safety car gone in sort of moment. If you missed it, and Tsunoda was leading by quite some margin, uh, which I don't think we'll ever say that phrase, uh, at least for a, uh, quite a while. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then you had was it Lando? Lando Perez? just Lando bailed out. He was like, I am not yeah. risking. Uh, I've already got enough problems with my wheel brows without taking my wheel off. Uh, in a collision with someone eight minutes from the end of testing. So yeah, he just didn't fancy it. But Bottas was really late on the brakes and very nearly, if he'd have just snatched his brake ever so slightly, he is is absolutely careering into the back of Perez, which would have been a very strange moment. And then you wonder what would have happened if that would have uh, occurred during testing. Uh, but either or. <laughs> Mercedes would have gone up to him and gone, GG's Bottas, thank yeah, you for that. thank you so much. Appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah, well done. Checks in the post. But yeah, that was good. Uh, you can tell how long it's been since we had any kind of racing uh, in our eyeballs. And I cannot wait. Next week, everybody, we return for Formula One action. And I cannot wait. We will be covering it all on this P1 podcast, on Twitch, Matt P1 Tommy, on social media, Matt P1 Tommy, and on YouTube, Matt P1 Tommy. <laughs> Hell yeah. We'll see you very soon. Bye. Bye. P1 is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.